Today, we peek in on a friend's Facebook post. We learn about a saint who might help you with your Latin homework, but not your emotional support. We talk about Einstein's issues at a subatomic level. And we go all the way back to the 1600s just to try to figure out what he was talking about. All on the way to answering the question, is Einstein a saint? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. Okay, first, let's define a term. What do I mean by the word saint in this question? The most famous category of saints is someone who's been reviewed and canonized as an official saint by the church. And in this case, when I say the church, I mean a specific segment of the church, the Catholic Church. So one definition of saint is someone the church says is a saint. And there are some really good ones on that list. St. Francis of Assisi, Mother Teresa, Mary Magdala are all official saints with truly remarkable stories worthy of inspiration and emulation. When I was in seminary, I was taught about another saint, St. Jerome. Now, he was born in 347 and died about 420, and he's mostly remembered for one thing. He translated the Bible into Latin. Now, that version that he translated became known as the Vulgate. And it was, quite remarkably, the standard Bible in the Western world for over a thousand years. For this remarkable accomplishment, he was officially canonized by the church. And he is someone whose story was, for me, fascinating from the first moment I heard it. Now, I'll have to tell you, I'm not very good with languages, and I'm being kind to myself. I'm horrible with foreign languages any language other than English. So why on earth am I fascinated by this particular man? Well, one professor told this story about him. Jerome was, without a doubt, brilliant. Not just smart, but on a different, plain kind of smart. And if he was intelligent, well, he was equally difficult and had a notorious problem with anger. I was told by this professor that he was so difficult to be around and live with that one particular monastery where he lived decided to close its doors rather than go on living in community if he was going to be a part of that community. Now, I'm not sure if the story's true. I can't find anything to reference it, but I will say it's true-ish and by that I mean, I'm not sure a monastery ever shuttered its doors so as not to have to live with him. But an awful and difficult temper is certainly something that has been well documented and verified part of his personality. So if Jerome could be difficult, why canonize him as a saint? Aren't saints supposed to be, you know, close to perfection? The church canonized him for his remarkable accomplishments and for how many lives, therefore, he impacted in a positive way through his 
Bible translation, even though he might have been, well, less than a model Christian for those who knew him personally. Now, I tell you this story because there are two types of saints. Okay, not officially, but according to me, there are two types of saints. There are those people we revere for their accomplishments, like Jerome. And then there are those people who are saints because they have lived a life that is worthy of emulation. For me, I would put someone like Archbishop Desmond Tutu in this category. Now, he's a man who lived through horrible racism, injustice, and oppression in South Africa. He spoke strongly for the end of systemic oppression in his land, the end of apartheid. And yet, is a remarkably spiritual man who's filled to this day with grace, love, and joy in a way that I know I would not be if I'd lived his same life. He is a saint, not named by any official church, and he's even still alive. But I've met the man, and he is a remarkable person of faith, a true saint. My point is simply this. As we talk about saints, there are those people who are revered for accomplishments, and those people revered because they've lived a life worthy of emulation. In the case of Desmond Tutu, they're one and the same. In the case of Jerome, well, they're not. It's worth remembering that they aren't always the same thing. So back to the question, is Einstein a saint? And, and where on earth did this question come from? Okay, recently a friend of mine posted an Einstein quote on Facebook. In the quote, Einstein's answering a question in which he's been asked if he believes in God. And to answer the question, he gives a rather enigmatic answer by seemingly pawning his theology off on someone else. He's asked, do you believe in God? And Einstein answers, I believe in the God of Spinoza. So we're back to defining terms, or in this case, people. Now, I assume we all know who Einstein is, the theoretical physicist who's known for developing the theory of relativity. Einstein was known upon occasion to say something about God, and these quotes have been collected, reviewed, and parsed over the past decades. His most famous quote regarding God was in a letter to a fellow physicist. Einstein was writing him in response to the developing field of quantum mechanics, the other branch of modern physics that was and is every bit as groundbreaking as Einstein's theory of relativity. Einstein was writing to Max Born and was commenting on the aspect of quantum mechanics that really disturbed Einstein. The reality that the subatomic level, it seemed to be random and not predictable. The quote that's most often cited in this letter in which he's writing to his friend, he says, God does not play dice. But that's not the actual reference from the letter. The actual quote from the letter is this. Quantum theory yields much, but it hardly brings us close to the old one's secrets. 
I, in any case, am not convinced. He does not play dice with the universe. Okay, old one, in this case, is a euphemism for God. So, at first glance, this would seem to be the reference made by someone who has a deep and abiding belief in God. And there's a bit of truth in that understanding. You see, Einstein is indeed speaking of something that is both holy and sacred to him in this reference. And since he refers to God, it's a natural mistake to understand him to be implying a belief that God is the holy. But Einstein is a firm believer in the fact that the universe must be a place governed by dependable and predictable laws. To him, that is the sacred that is being challenged. That's the sacrilege that's taking place here. The very bedrock of science is at stake for him. Frequently, Einstein, as he traveled about the country speaking, was asked by someone following one of his lectures if he believed in God. And he was most likely to give an answer that somehow answered the question while dodging the ensuing discussion. So he would say, I believe in the God of Spinoza. Okay, this was brilliant. Most people wouldn't want to look stupid or uneducated, so they wouldn't push further beyond his answer by saying, Okay, who's that and what does he believe? So who is that and what does he believe? Well, Spinoza was a Dutch philosopher who lived in the mid-17th century. Now, I'm going to go a little further back. Previously, there had been a philosopher named Descartes, born in the late 1500s, who had written of a mind-body dualism, meaning the mind and the body were two distinct things and could be separated one from the other. Spinoza came along with a very different point of view. He said, no, they're all part of the same thing. They're unified. Now, that's important to understand because it helps us understand his theology, or in this case, his lack of a need for theology. If Spinoza uses the word God, it does not mean what most of us mean by the word. It's simply a word that can be used as a substitute for all of the cosmos. He did not believe in any sense in a personal, active God as we do in most religions. So to Spinoza, God would be a term for the whole of the essence and functioning of the universe. So when Einstein says he believes in the God of Spinoza, he's really saying he doesn't believe in God, but in an ordered and predictable universe, hence his comment about God not playing dice. So once again, back to the question, is Einstein a saint? Well, he's certainly what I would think of as a cultural saint, meaning he's a person of such rare accomplishment that we hold him in high esteem for the things that he's achieved in his life. Along with Einstein, there are a host of other cultural saints. I can think of many. Thomas Edison, Amelia Earhart, Leonardo da Vinci, 
Henry Ford, Jane Goodall, Aretha Franklin, Steve Jobs, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Vincent van Gogh, the list could go on and on. Now, without spending too much time on this, let me take one or two of these people who we hold as cultural saints for their achievements. Say, Henry Ford. Henry Ford is attributed with developments in the assembly line as well as being committed to paying his employees a decent wage. Yeah, he insisted back in his day on paying the $5 wage. He paid his employees $5 a day. Now that, in today's wage, is $130 a day. His argument for paying this kind of what we would call a living wage was why would you want to create a workforce who couldn't afford to buy the very products you're having them make? Now, these are remarkable accomplishments and things that are noteworthy and worth remembering that Henry Ford did. Unfortunately, his life is not blemishless, and there's a dark side. Henry Ford was a horrible anti-Semitic. Okay, Steve Jobs, who's a remarkable visionary. But I think we all know he was a pretty horrible person when it came to being a boss and even a father. And Einstein? Well, let's just say that all of his strengths were played out in the field of science. He had a daughter and two sons. The daughter seems to have disappeared. Literally, we don't know what happened to her. One son suffered from mental illness and was institutionalized, and I'm not aware of any effort on Einstein's part to keep in contact or offer emotional support to this child. The other son spent most of his life avoiding his association with his father's name, and once said, the only project my father ever gave up on was me. This was from a man who was an accomplished hydraulic engineer and renowned in his own right, even to this day. My point in all of this is simple. Let cultural saints be revered as cultural saints within their fields. But if you're seeking spiritual guidance and wisdom for your life's journey, don't seek the wisdom of a scientist, inventor, or business person. Seek a person who you recognize as having the spiritual and faith characteristics you would like yourself to grow into. Some of those people are famous, like Mother Teresa or Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And some are probably obscure, but close by, like a wonderful, loving person of faith who lives on your street just a couple of doors down. The unfortunate news for some of us is that if you're looking for spiritual guidance, you're probably not going to find it from someone who's an influencer on YouTube, nor are you likely to find it from people who made their fame in other fields. Perhaps but not likely. But the good news is, there are plenty, and I mean lots of saints, living in this world all around us. And it just takes a little looking around, paying attention, and you'll be surprised how many deeply spiritual and faithful people, saints, there are in this world, whose lives 
are truly worthy of emulation. That's all for today. On your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. I also want to say I've just started a Facebook page for the podcast where I post occasional thoughts as well as introductory videos for each podcast. So if you want to check it out, you can search Facebook for SkyPilot. That's, remember, one word, FaithQuest, SkyPilot FaithQuest. The videos started out as kind of a fun experiment, but they seem to be getting a lot of views. So if you watch, be sure to leave a comment and let me know what you think. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can go to the Facebook page and let me know what you think. Is Einstein a saint? Thanks for listening to SkyPilot FaithQuest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions. <laughs>